change. Sometimes we don't like it or want it. Other times we need change, but we don't know how to bring it on. Today on Ministry in Motion, you'll discover solutions. Our topic is the transforming power of prayer with Jose Sinfard. You're watching Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Jose, thanks for coming on Ministry in Motion. Prayer is the foundation of transformation. Yes, indeed, Anthony. Uh, it's, I consider my own life as a, a evidence of that. I think that when I look at my life, I see the difference between just change and transformation. Often when we talk about change, we're really talking about modification. Uh, when it comes to the church, when it comes to our personal lives, when it comes to communities, we, we want to leave things the same. That is, we, there are some things we love and we want to do slight changes to them. But I think often God is looking for transformation in our lives and transformation in our communities. And I think for me, what I've realized that that transformation only happens through prayer. Okay. So tell me, what, what is transformation? What does that mean for you? Uh, transformation requires death. It, it requires dying. Uh, and that's probably the most painful part of experiencing change is that often when we experience change, there's some things we have to let go. There's some things that we have to um, allow to die. And because of that, um, that's when we have difficulty. And that's why I think prayer is important. Because through praying, and as we pray, we realize what part of us, what part of our communities, what part of our church is God saying that must die in order for me to bring, bring new birth into this community, new birth into our church, new birth into our lives. And that's why prayer must be the foundation. Praying must be the way I reach out and see, okay, what is God asking me to change? And what is God asking to stay the same? Not based on my preferences or my likes or dislikes, but based on what God's design, design and will is for yeah. my life. Can, can you give us an example? Something that you've been praying for so that we can, just a real life example, a prayer for change and a prayer for transformation. Talk us through it in, from your local church. Yes, yes. Well, I'll talk to the idea of uh, a lot of us talk about how our younger generation is leaving the church. Um, and when I first got to our church in Bolingbrook, uh, we, we had a uh, probably two or three people that were around my age uh, in our wow. church. Uh, it, was, it was a church of uh, probably 40 to 60 people. And uh, many of them were in their 50s or, or older. And when we talked about gathering the young people back, we started praying for that. We started praying and asking God, how do we engage them? And we realized that some of what was happening was that um, the young people were wanting to communicate and engage with God in a way that some of our older folks thought 
this is it. This is it. The best way to move forward with life. What have we been praying for? <laughs> exactly. We've been praying for this. <laughs> this is this is not what we want. And, and so there are some things that had to die when it comes to the programming, the way we do things. There, there's some preferences, musical preferences that had to go away in order to engage the young people that are coming, um, because generational change happens whether we like it or not. Uh, but if prayer is the one moving it, then it happens in alignment with God's will. And so. For for us, we saw a, a boost of young people that comes to our church. And right now, uh, I'd say our media team, our prayer teams, every, almost all of our ministries are led and uh, really driven by our young people. Okay. So you, you're describing something that was not, not planned. No. It, it was a surprise. Yes. Un unexpected. Yes. Probably unwelcome in some yes. ways. How, how did, was it made palatable? Okay, yeah. I think what happens when you're looking for transformation or even change, um, often people think that you have a plan in mind. Often people think that you have an agenda that you're trying, especially as leaders uh, create change, they think the leader just wants to do what, what they want to do. And if that leader is not praying, then absolutely that could be the case. Uh, but I think in my case, in many ways, uh, I was seeking God to see, okay, what does the church want? And often it was a surprise to me what he did. And what made it palatable is as people experience change in their own lives, as we talked about becoming debt-free in our lives, for example, uh, in our church, uh, we, we did some programming to teach the finances. And as people became debt-free and saw that change in their lives, other changes were palatable because they experienced that this was God's moving, right? So when wow. God shows up in the lives of people in your church, it makes it easier for them to accept the changes they don't like because they see the changes they desire in their own personal yeah. lives. I tell you, I, I love that term, debt-free. Yes. Uh, we're not just talking about finances, and, yeah. and as welcome as that would be yeah. financially, talk, talk about praying that through. Oh man, that, that is, I think often uh, when we talk about prayer, uh, we, we pray for things, uh, but we don't pray through the situation and pre through the circumstance. That is, we don't stay persevering in prayer. And often um, what we've done at our church, every time change is required, we go through a 40 days of prayer with our leaders, or uh, we go through a moment of fasting, or we, we, we start some prayer groups or praying with partners. And every single time we experience what we call the prayer attack. <laughs> Wow. So members of our church would experience cancer or marriages uh, become really indebted with difficulties and, and frustrations, uh, things that weren't happening start happening. And then we see that gives us motivation to pray more. And at the end of our season, we'll see those same people who had issues delivered. Um, whether it's cancer or marriages or problems with parenting, we see the stories that God creates out of that. And so we see us going through the difficulty and coming out of it through prayer. Wow. So that's praying debt-free yeah. and that's cleansing that. Pray, praying until all the debt is gone, all the difficulty wow. is gone, all the moments of rage and anger and frustration with God until that dissipates. And often what we realize is we give up on our prayers too easily because we can't see God moving quickly enough. But we gotta keep going because God has promised that if we pray, he will answer. 
He says there's no door that we knock on when we pray that he doesn't answer. And so it might not be the answer we're looking for, but God always provides an answer. Yeah. And, and I can imagine when, when you're hitting, you know, issues where you're being under attack, yeah. to keep praying through that, that's, that's no easy, easy thing, particularly if you're fasting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I've taken a new uh, thought on fasting. Um, fasting for me is not necessarily just um, losing something or not doing something. I, I, fasting is feasting. Right? It's deciding to live on an alternative uh way of nutrition, right? Jesus says, man does not live by bread alone, mm -hmm. but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So what he's saying is that we have two different ways of providing nutrition to our lives. It could be food or it could be prayer. Okay. <laughs> it could be the word of God. Okay. And so when I say fasting, when I decide to fast, I'm not just deciding, okay, what am I letting go of? It's, am I letting go of food or TV or uh, my own desires or my own thoughts, but what am I gaining? What am I spending time with instead? So, okay, I'm spending more time reading the Bible. I'm spending more time praying. I'm spending more time connecting with those less fortunate, right? Those are the kind of fasts that I think God, God is pleased with. Fantastic. Jose, one of the things that I want to discuss with you is the importance of alignment mm. in prayer yeah. and, and alignment, particularly with your local church. Yes. You know, it, it carries the idea of unity. Yeah. And we'll discuss that straight after this break. Stay with us, we'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is the transforming power of prayer and our guest is Jose Sinfard. Now Jose, tell us about how prayer brings about an alignment and particularly how it's done it in your church. Yeah, uh, in the beginning of this year, uh, we're focusing, we're dealing with some issues at our church. Uh, we're even looking at the finances and it, it wasn't really where we wanted it to be. Um, and we, we thought of where, we, where the direction that we were trying to head to as a church, um, where we were going next. You know, what was God going to do next? And one of our values is uh, being prayerful. And what that means to us is not asking God to meet our needs, but asking God to reveal his will <laughs> to us as a church. Okay. And so we spent 21 days of prayer with our elders. Um, and we were just getting on, getting on the phone and just praying each night and just going through the Psalms. And, and by the end of that, what happened was incredible. Um, our elders team uh, came together. Um, our uh, ministries got together. We involved our ministry leaders in it, in it. And then all of a sudden, the things that, the issues that were happening, um, some cultural um, issues that, you know, the vision wasn't being caught on by the, by the entire church. All of a sudden, we started seeing God bring people together around this mission of going after those who have been left behind by so many others. And then our finances started growing and increasing um, because people saw the vision. People saw what God wanted to do and got behind it. Um, our, our ministry leaders started getting excited about praying. Um, as a result, one of our ministries, Singles Living With Purpose, they started their own prayer line now every Wednesday as a result of being part of this moment. And, and they've gotten together and started praying and started getting together. So what I see, what I realize with prayer is that when you pray, especially the leader, 
I think the pastor has to be the prayer in chief. Okay, um, that's an important point. Yeah. Okay, and you know, the other thing that I heard you talking about too was that all the other leaders in the congregation, your elders, the key leaders, yeah. were praying unitedly yes. and together. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and while that was happening, we launched a challenge to the congregation. And we say, our leaders are going to be doing this. It would be great for you to get with two or three people uh, and you do this. And we started hearing stories from them about what God was doing in their, in their, in their lives, in wow. their jobs, in their families. Um, because uh, prayer is the glue that brings people together. Jesus says, when two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So prayer kind of coalesces people. Um, because we now have one person we are dealing with, God. We are all eyes on Christ. And so wow. it brings everybody together. Let, let me ask you a how-to question yeah. and the dynamics. I'm particularly interested when you as the pastor, as the leader, and your, your other leaders, your voluntary leaders in the church, praying for 21 days. Yeah. All right. Talk, talk me through the how-to, the dynamics. How did you do that? What, what did it look like? What did it sound like? Yeah. Uh, to us, uh, one of the things that we have to realize is that we have to make prayer feasible for people. Right. Okay. When we hear prayer, often people go, I'd love to do it. I don't know how to do it. And more importantly, I feel like I never have time for it. And okay. so we, we, we set up a, um, a online portal to be able to, to get everybody, everybody at the same time okay. at 9 p.m. So he said at 9 p.m. we're all going to be praying. And then we launched the church and we said to the church, hey, at 9 p.m., wherever you are, just stop and pray. And then we okay. gave them themes that they can pray for. What are some things you can be praying for? Praying for our church, praying for the vision of where we're headed. Um, and then we launched it to the ministry leaders. We had our ministry leaders meeting, and, and I, as the pastor, talked about how, how God made it clear to me that unless we're praying, <laughs> there's no movement that's happening. Mm -hmm. And so kind of made the challenge for us to pray as a leader. And then what we realized is that not everyone's going to go with us at the same time. Okay, so not, 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 nine o'clock might not work for everybody. Not everyone. You get a lot of people, but not everybody. Not everyone. And so what we did is on top of the prayer portal that we did online, and on top of the challenge of two or three people, I started sending out text every morning that just said, hey, if all you can do is read this text you've prayed for today. You okay. Know? Read okay. this text, read this psalm. And, and it started with 10 people, 15 people. By the time we were done, our text to pray had 130 people in it. Wow. Wow. That's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It is wonderful to see how God is moving and how God moves, especially when you're in alignment with what he says he wants to do. Anyway, he wants his people to pray. <laughs> and yeah. so when you're in alignment with what God wants, yeah. life becomes easier. Yeah. You know, there's a, a few key words I'm hearing in this. It's, it's alignment, mm. you know, a, a unifying prayer yeah. and, and unity in that prayer. There's making it feasible yeah. and also making it accessible. Yes. You, you yeah. know, and, and giving ownership yes. to the body with yeah. that prayer as yeah. well. Because, yeah. I mean, we, we, when we think of prayer, we think of the prayer meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and there, we're, we're still having prayer meeting, but we live in commuter uh, 
churches where people are living 30, 25 miles away. And, and on Wednesday night or on Tuesday night to expect everyone to come back, it, it sometimes isn't feasible and it's not possible. And so making it accessible to people so that they can join in and be a part wherever they are is important. Yeah. And so we even use social media uh, to, to do that. We would say, hey, I'm praying right now. What do you want to pray for? You know, and, and people started responding even in that way. Yeah. And when, when you're praying, were, were you thinking, were people thinking more about themselves or were they starting to think more externally? Yeah. I think, I think prayer just does that to you. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. I, I think uh, when you develop a habit of praying, you start thinking less about yourself and more about others, right? Uh, you know, I, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, just last night, just last night as, I, as, I, as I'm coming here, uh, I end up, for those who know me, I'm directionally challenged. Okay, okay. We're uh, glad you made it. <laughs> yes, I end up in the wrong hotel. Oh, really? <laughs> and then I get my keys locked in the car, and this whole time I'm thinking of myself. And I'm thinking of myself, and I start praying, and as I pray, God says, what if I wanted you to meet the tow truck guy? Wow. And what if I wanted you to go to that hotel because that lady needed you? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I started praying for those people as I'm just sitting there. And by the time I meet this guy, who's a tow truck guy, he's like, man, God bless you. He's asking me what's going on. I said, man, I'll pray for you. We kind of talk about some issues. And, and immediately I realized that I didn't go to the wrong hotel. I went to the right hotel. Yeah. It was to meet that guy. And so often in our churches, what we realize is that as we're praying for the church, the community needs start rising up. Other people in our community start going, I, I need prayer. I need more of God. And then the people who had issues with their families or their marriages or a preference they didn't like in the church, all of us started to start realizing my problem isn't that big because I'm hearing what other people are going through. And I realized, man, I can be a part of their story as well. Wow, that is so powerful. Yeah. You know, I'm really looking forward to talking with you on the cleansing or the the purging power of prayer. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is the transforming power of prayer and our guest, Jose Sinfad. Jose, tell us about the, the purging or the cleansing power of prayer. Yeah. I believe that this is one of the uh, probably uh, the differences between change and transformation. Uh, change sometimes allows for things to remain while some things are being modified. Transformation calls for purging. Uh, often what we don't, re I know for leaders at least, uh, we don't like losing. We like gaining. <laughs> yeah. We don't like losing. But sometimes in our churches, in our communities, as things are changing and as things are moving, um, it, it requires there to be a purging. There, there to be a purging in our personal lives when it comes to things that we need to get rid of <laughs> for God to be able to move and a purging in our communities. God says, I will heal the land if my people pray. And I think part of that healing is not only that when
what happens in our lives personally, but also in, in the people that have to leave in order for change to continue to happen. Oh, wow. And, and I think this is where we don't like that idea. But often I, I find that when transformation is happening, there are people that create a hindrance for change and transformation to happen in the lives of others, that, that God needs to create another space for them, another place for them to go. And I find that any time you pray, and, and prayer is happening, two things will happen. One is that the people that have always been on board get activated and okay. get excited. They're going, this is our time. This is the moment God has called us. And then the folks that have been hindering progress and hindering the process, all of a sudden start going away. Oh, really? They start leaving. Um, and I think that only happens when you're praying because otherwise what happens is they stay <laughs> and create more difficulty for that change to continue. Let me, let me talk you through that because there's, there's some tension there, mm, there you is. Know, particularly for the pastor's heart. Yes, yes. Um, loss is pain. Yes. And if I'm hearing you correctly, you're, you're describing when you're praying, some members, they, they stop attending. Yeah. What's the pastoral responsibility at that point? <laughs> Focus on God. Yeah. I think that's what Jesus did. Yeah. If you look at Jesus in his life, every major shift in his ministry happened when people decided to leave. Right. And his confidence, um, even as they left, was provide compassion and care for them. But his passion was, what was God the Father calling me to do? Right. And because of that, it made that loss palatable for him. He turned to his disciples after a, a, a huge group of people leave him. And he turned to the disciples and says, are, are you going to? <laughs> are are yeah. you leaving too? Yeah. And they say, no, where, where will we go? You know, you're, you're the one. You have the words of eternal life. Where will you go? Uh, but you don't see Jesus in pain because they've left. He understands that they have to leave. Uh, you, see, you see Samuel crying over Saul, going, why, why? I, I want him as king. And God says to him, get up. What are you doing? I have another leader. And, and, and it's in the midst of him praying that he realizes that God has called David to become king. But so what I realize about God is that when change is happening, there are some leaders, there are some people he has to move out of the way. And you as a pastor have to be so connected with God to know, listen, this is culture that's being shifted. This is culture that's being changed. And this isn't about you. Yeah. This is about the community. This is about what's happening in the church. And as a pastor, you still care for those people. And this is the way I've said to people. I said, if, if what's happening here does it align with your mission and vision for what you believe God has called you to do? Um, there are other places you can minister. Okay, there okay. are other places you can be a part. And, and you have my blessing. And often I've reached out to other pastors and say, hey, this person is great. They could do this. They could help you. They're wonderful. They didn't align with what, what's happening here. But I think they could be a good fit for you. Let me know how I can help with the transition. Yeah. So there, there is, you're describing a, a pastoral responsibility. Yeah. That the, the, the shepherd isn't just flung out into the, that the sheep isn't just flung out into the cold. No, no. There, there's there's a, a, a place, a, a fold found for them. Yeah. yeah. And, and often conversations are required. Um, yeah. Earlier in my ministry, I would avoid those conversations, if I'm yeah. honest. I, I was afraid of them. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I took it personally. I said, they're leaving me. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, wait a minute, I have to realize that while they might not align with what God is doing here, 
it doesn't mean this is a personal attack on me. Yeah. And so I would go out and reach out to those people and say, are we okay? Yeah. <laughs> is everything okay? I, I've noticed you, you've, you've been fading out. I noticed you've been walking away. Is everything okay? And they would say, you know what, everything's okay, Pastor, but I can't continue <laughs> you know, yeah. here. And, and I had to realize, okay, God has another mission another ministry for them somewhere else. But God is empowering a culture shift here in this community that is necessary for the community we're trying to reach. Yeah. Now, Jose, we've just got a couple of minutes left, and I'd, I'd love to unpack with you the, what, what happens with staying power. Mm. Like, how, how do we continue to do this so that it's not just a 21-day event and we've moved on? Mm. How, how does prayer, how is it incorporated so that it, it is state it, and it is a part of the function of the church. Yeah. I think, again, the idea that, the, the, that prayer can just happen without leading, mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't think it's possible. It, okay. it requires that the pastor, the leader, is the prayer in chief. He is always, he or she is always looking out for how can prayer remain valuable in the church. Um, it, it's going to happen. Um, as, as, as the pastor is constantly talking about it, people are going to start praying. If you go to our church now, you'll see corners of people praying, rooms where people are just praying together. Wow. Um, and, 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 and people will, will do that. Uh, but I think one of the things that we have to understand is that um, prayer is not just another thing. It is the function of the church. It is like breathing. It's intentional. It's intentional, and yeah. it has to happen. But also, prayer gives staying power. Okay. Right? Because when you're going through transformation, when you're going through change, if you are not connected with God, the source of all power, you're going to want to run. Mm. <laughs> and I can tell you, Anthony, if it wasn't for prayer, I would have ran a long time ago. But every time um, I feel the need to just walk away, I, I go back into my prayer corner and God says, keep at it. Remember the vision. Remember the direction that I have for you. Remember what God is doing. And he'll send me a story that says, hey, this is why you're here. Wow. This is why this church exists, because of the people's lives that are changing. Just the other day, uh, we saw someone on Facebook post, and, and if you look at the Facebook page, it would look like somebody that wants nothing to do with church. I mean, uh, any of their page seems completely anti-church. Yeah. And then they, they posted how they came to our church and they felt God's spirit just overwhelmed them. And they said they've never experienced this at any church or any place they've gone to. The minute they walked in, they didn't want to go in. The minute they walked in, they felt the presence and power of God. Wow. And they started posting and sharing information about our church to their friends who started watching us. I think those stories come as a result of praying wow. because you get discouraged as a leader often. Uh, and it's those stories of why you do what you do that encourages, to, encourages you to stay in the game. This is the transformation power of prayer. Yes, yeah. yes. Thanks so much, Jose. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Anthony. So what were some of the essential points from the transforming power of prayer with Jose Sinfard? First of all, the pastor has to be the prayer chief. Set an example with your own congregation and leadership. Secondly, when all eyes are on Christ, people are brought together. Our third point was... Fasting is feasting. Take time to intensely concentrate on prayer and study. Our fourth point was, not everyone will participate in one prayer initiative. 
create different opportunities for people to pray in their own way and at their own time. Our fifth point was change sometimes requires a purging. Prayer introduces new power and clears out the obstacles. And our sixth point was prayer focuses our attention on God and gives us courage to lead through change and handle difficult circumstances. Thanks so much for watching Hope Channel and Ministry in Motion. Remember, you can access all the Ministry in Motion programs on demand for free at our website, ministryinmotion.tv. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry. Bye for now.